welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I'm here with my dad, and we are going to be talking about pretty much all things Atlanta sports. We're going to be talking about the Falcons, free agency, also uh, what the Falcons should do in the draft, because the draft is coming up next month. We'll be talking about the Falcons' uniforms, because they're getting new uniforms for the upcoming season. We'll talk about the Hawks, Anthony Edwards, and then we'll finish off talking about the Braves. But welcome on to the podcast for the first time. All right, man. Thank you for inviting me. I guess it's uh, bring your uh, dad to work day today. It uh, is bring your dad to work. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate you uh, having me here. And uh, I wanted to first off uh, congratulate you and Thomas for doing a great job. It's been, what, about a year that you yeah. guys have had the website and the podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, near the summer last year, I believe. Okay. And we started the podcast. We had the website long before we had the podcast. Absolutely. Well, but... you, I just want you and Thomas have done a great job. I want to congratulate you on that, and uh, I'm I'm proud of you myself as being your well, dad, because you. uh, I'll tell you a little secret uh, if I haven't told you already. Um, when I was your age, uh, getting ready to go off to college, um, uh, my dream would be to was to uh, get involved in sports journalism just like you're doing right now. Yeah, and uh, I kind of uh, came to the fork in the road and and went into the financial services industry. And uh, doing what I am today, but I always really wondered, you know, if I should have taken that other right. road and, and uh, gone into sports journalism. So it, it's awesome to see that you're chasing that dream, uh, and and I'm I'm enjoying every minute of it. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of well, you and Thomas you. up to this point for doing what y'all are doing. Y'all just keep it keep it up, good work. Yes, we're trying to improve the podcast as much as we can. Yeah, I remember like in the beginning. In, beginning we didn't have any of this stuff i know so, like our equipment has gotten a lot better i'm sitting here looking at all this equipment and I, it's it's big time it's uh, we, awesome. we used to record on one mic it used to sound like crap to be honest but <laughs> yeah well it's a lot better now it's it's great awesome i'm glad to be here yes but yeah so we're still dealing with covid19 and so there's no sports on but we try to t- we try to create as much content as possible there you go all right well kind of like ESPN and everybody else uh, trying to come up with some some things to talk about. One thing I was going to bring up before we get started is uh, uh, I was noticing last night ESPN was showing a movie, so I want to ask you what's your favorite uh, all time your your all time favorite sports movie? Um, the first movies that come to mind are like Glory Road. Yep, yep. I love Glory Road. About the Texas Western team. Yes, that Absolutely. movie is good. Hoosiers is great. Um, trying to think of others. I haven't really seen that many football movies. Remember yeah. the Titans is good. Yep. Um, yeah. Like the way back that came out this year, that was a good movie. Yeah, you you wrote an article on that. That was good. Review on that. So I I haven't seen that yet. Um, yeah, that was a good movie. Right. Uh, Pro- Glory Road is it's probably my favorite sports movie. I really yeah. like that one. It was well done. It's about Don Haskins and in the uh, Texas Western team that yeah. uh, made it to the finals against Kentucky. Uh, and they, they, I guess had the first, uh, starting five that was all African-American. Right. And, uh, so, and, and they beat Kentucky in that game, correct? Yeah, they did. Absolutely. So, uh, what, and it was, it was a great movie. Really enjoyed My favorite movie is also a basketball movie, and you mentioned it, it's Hoosiers. Hoosiers is my favorite sports movie. Um, and, and I think mainly because I was a senior in high school, uh, way back in 1987, tells you how old I am. Uh, I, and I went to a little school down in South Georgia. We had 200 students, kindergarten through 12th grade. My graduating class was 16. Our big sports 
our big sport down there was uh, we didn't have football. We weren't big enough for football. Basketball was king down there. That was our sport. And so we were actually, when Hoosiers came out uh, to the theater, we were getting ready for the region basketball tournament. And uh, my our head coach uh, took about four or five of us, uh, and we went and saw that movie. Yeah. And, uh, and it was an awesome movie. I've seen it many times since. And it's just a great story, great Cinderella story of that little team uh, that could in Indiana, back when Indiana, they didn't have classifications when they had the state basketball tournament. There were no classifications, no 1A, 2A, 3A. Everybody was in the tournament, no matter how big or small your school was. And that little school uh, made it all the way to the finals and won. And uh, great story. And um, Gene Hackman uh, did a great job playing the coach. Yeah. So anyway, that's my favorite. Yeah, Glory Road is probably my favorite. Another movie I'd like to bring up, Field of Dreams. I like that mm. movie too. I love Field of Dreams. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this movie was it came out. I think it came out in 2013. It's called Draft Day. Yeah, with Costner. Have you, have you seen it? Uh, no, you've told me about it. I still haven't seen it. It's ridiculous. Okay. It's, it's not like a great movie, right? But it's just like at the end, like at the end of the movie, it's mm-hmm. like draft day. So it's about the draft, and there's right. like trades he makes that are just ridiculous. He trades like a third round pick and a kicker for. Like the number one overall pick, it, it's crazy. That's why it's Hollywood, but, right? But it's just so it's such a rewatchable movie. I love it. Right, but well, yeah, it's Costner. That's Costner. Yeah, oh yeah. Kevin uh, just Costner, like Costner also, in Field awesome. of Dreams, also. And, and he was also in. Uh, was he in the rookie? Bull Durham? Huh? Was it? Was he in the rookie? No, that was uh, De- uh, that was uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid was the pitcher, uh, right? And uh, but Costner was also, you know, he was in Bull Durham. Right. He was in Field of Dreams. He was in Draft Day. He's been in some really good sports movies. Oh, he was also in Ten Cup. When he played a golfer, so uh, he's been in. Uh, Costner's yeah, he's been, been in a lot so of sports, many movies. sports movies. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, so. Glory Road's definitely my favorite. It's a good I one. I haven't seen Hoosiers in a while. It's been a long yeah. time. Well, since I've seen Hoosiers, you and I probably need to sit down and watch it maybe before the weekend's over, just for because uh, we're not being able to watch the tournament. We would be watching this what Sweet Sixteen this weekend. Yeah. Yep. So we might have to replace the Sweet Sixteen with uh, watching watching. Hoosiers again and Glory Road. Yes. So but yeah, well, we have right. plenty of time because <laughs> coronavirus is ruining our lives. That's right. Uh, maybe we'll get off of Tiger King's in Ozark and watch oh my a little. Goodness. Tiger King was so <laughs> so crazy. That's that is... probably like that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen on Netflix. Yeah. Tiger King's, if you haven't seen it, uh, <laughs> full disclosure, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it, insane. You get a little bit of uh, all kinds of insanities in that, uh, but it just kind of really shows you. How uh, how off the chart some people can be out there, and and it seems like people that want to own wild game cats are just not right. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. check it out. Just one word, just Tiger King, and one word is just insanity, and it just gets more insane. The more episode, like the the more you watch, the crazier it gets. It's, it's like insane. watching a train wreck. You just want to keep. You just can't get your turn your uh, turn your head away from it. It's so, amazing. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Okay, right. starting off with the uh, Falcons for agency. A lot of people, mainly Falcons fans and the people at 92.9, are a lot more optimistic about our free agency than I am. Uh, I wasn't too happy about some of the deals we've made. On a letter grade, F to A+, plus, or F- minus to A+, plus, what would you give the Falcons grade? Mm, I tell you what, um, you know... It, it all is going to depend on uh, what kind of performance you get out of Gurley if he stays healthy. I think, it, you know, I think the big question mark with Gurley is that knee. What's the real story? I don't think I don't think we really know how severe 
that knee situation is with him. You know, they say it's arthritic. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, a controversy over whether, you know, when he didn't play uh, get, get that many carries in the Super Bowl, you know, was it because of the knee? Was it a coach's decision? Was right. it issues that the coach and he, he were having? Who knows? But it, it really is going to depend on his performance, and it's going to depend on uh, the uh, our defensive line. What's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Dante Fowler. <laughs> Dante Fowler. Uh, if if they perform well, uh, if they perform well at their position, and um, then you know it's it's gonna uh, you look back and you'll grade it uh, a much higher grade. I, I'm gonna give it a C plus right now, uh, mainly because um, if if Fowler and Gurley are average and so so, it's gonna be C plus because they gave a lot of money to those two guys. Uh, and so that, you know, but, uh, I'm going to reserve raising that grade to a B plus, uh, but right now I'm going to say C plus cause you know, there's a lot of flash in those two signings, especially, um, but we just got to wait and see how it works out how they're going to perform. That's even lower than I was giving up. I, I was, <laughs> I was thinking like B minus and I oh. hated our free agency. I right. thought, like people like Falcons fans love the moves we made. Right. I didn't. Gurley. I, I mean, I get it's a one-year deal, but we're giving $6 million mm-hmm. to a running back yeah. with bad knees. Yeah. Well, if you look at it, uh, I, I think, you know, obviously the Falcon fans, are, you know, he's got a Georgia connection. He went to the University of Georgia. Right. So, they're you know, they're excited about that prospect. The Falcons never, never draft anybody from the University of Georgia as opposed to, say, the New England Patriots. So, I think, you know, the fans of the University of Georgia are applauding the move. Uh, but obviously, you, you got to be realistic about right. it. And I think you made the point to me that you know what's the difference in a year of uh, you know uh, Devonte Freeman and a year of, of Gurley based on their previous performance this past year. You know, it it it's a uh, it's a kind of a wash, um, and so we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. I'm 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 hopeful that he's going to be healthy and that you know I think they're going to manage his carries. Um, because they got two or three guys behind him that could be good backups. They got some playing time this past year, Brian Hill. Uh, and uh, and Quadre Allison was actually starting to get some more carries towards the end of the year. I don't know why he wasn't getting carries first of the year. Uh, so those two guys are capable. Um, you know, the uh, – I'm sorry, the name escapes me. The little running back Edo from Smith. Southern Miss, Edo Smith. Edo Smith. He juries out on him because he stays hurt all the time. He can't seem to stay on the field. So he's he's fragile, I think. So, uh, but anyway, we'll just have to see. I, I, I think it can be a good mix if Gurley uh, can stay healthy. While uh, in in um, you know Wilder, I think is uh, he's got the capability of uh, really upgrading that uh, uh, pass rush on defense. Uh, I think the key there is, is is can he perform up to his potential and can he raise the level of Tack McKinley on the other side. Yeah, uh, Gurley, he, he's not bad. Like, he he played really well last season. Like, his production was really good. He had 1,000 yards, 14 touchdowns. So, he's he's still talented. Yes. Definitely not as good as he was in 2017 when he was up for the MVP. Right. Which I thought he should have won. But... Um, he's just, I don't, I don't want an injury prone running back. I don't want to, I don't want to, I know it's for one year, but I don't want to have $6 million tied up and yeah. a running back with knee problems. I, I just don't want to deal with well, it. Well, we've, we've been, we've been dealing with that the last couple of years yeah. with Freeman. Yeah, yeah. I would rather draft a running back. This is running back class. Mm-hmm. It's good and deep. Sure. Just draft the running back. Well, we, we picked up Freeman in what? 
uh, fourth or fifth round. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know, running backs are simply just not uh, picked as high. Uh, there's a couple of exceptions, you know, Gurley being one of the exceptions and, and Saquon Barkley being another exception and, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. But other than those three guys in, in the past handful of years, you're just not seeing teams going with a running back with a high, high first-round pick. Right. Well, the value of the run, of run, the running back position has proven over the years to be on the decline because mm-hmm. teams sure. – uh, offenses are more like spread offenses. Ver- they're more vertical. They're Correct. they're passing offense. Remo- removing in f- like in football now, we're moving to where everyone's passing more. Absolutely, they're passing more than they're running, and so running backs are just not necessary. Anymore, Absolutely, really. Now, obviously, if you have a running back who's versatile and can do everything from pass block to catch out of the backfield to run the then those are valuable guys. Guys like, like McCaffrey, McCaffrey yes. and Saquon Barkley. Those yes. guys. You can you can give big money to those guys because they can affect every aspect of your offense. But a guy like Gurley, I don't want to. He can do those same. He could have done those things. He could have impacted your offense in multiple different ways sure. uh, a few years back. But now right. it's just not that same running back. Correct. And so I just six million dollars. I get it's for one year, but if he plays well, are we going to keep him? Like Correct. we're gonna have to give him even more money right. if he plays well, right? Just to right. keep him in Atlanta. I don't know if it's worth it. I would have rather, like I said earlier, just drafted a running back. Yep, I I, I agree. I, but I, I, you know, what might have something to do with that is I, I think there's there's needs on both sides of the line, uh, offensive and defensive line, as well as uh, in the in the back uh, defensive backfield now with a true font being let go, and you got some young guys at corner now. Um, you know, I guess, you know, that could get even younger and yeah. you get a, you know, I think they, they've restructured some contracts. They still got a little bit of free agent money left, but they got to save some of that for these rookies, uh, you know, if they Correct. use a lot of their picks. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they go with the draft. Yeah. Um, Dante Fowler, we gave him a lot of money, mm-hmm. especially, I know he had a great year last year. He had 11 sacks. He was really good. Had a breakout season, but we paid him. We gave him a three-year contract worth $48 million, so that's $16 million a year Correct. for a guy who hasn't been consistent. Right. He's coming off one year of good production. Correct. He can be good. Right. I just, $16 million a year, we're, we're, giving, we're paying this dude $48 million right. to and just hoping that he can be consistent. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm fine with the pickup. Because uh, we need edge rushers. Absolutely. Because we haven't had a good edge rusher in years. Like the last time we had, a, I mean, Vic Beasley had that one good year in 2015 Correct. when he led the league in sacks. But ever since then, he, he was so inconsistent. Right. Well, I mean, he wasn't inconsistent. He was consistently non-productive. Right. Ever since then. I, th- I think the last really defense, the guy off the line that was a threat was Abraham. Yeah, John Abraham. Uh, J- John Abraham a few years back. Uh, that's He's probably been one of the most consistent pass rushers yeah. that the Falcons have had. But since that, it's it's been, it's it's like been dicey Jarrett. every year. Yeah. And he's not an edge rusher. He's a defensive yeah. tackle. Yeah, Grady, Grady solid in the middle. Um, and, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the other thing is Tack McKinley, he's got to show up this yeah, year. Tack, Tack McKinley's got to step he's up. He's got to be healthy. Yeah, he's got to be healthy. One. Hopefully he's he is got that shoulder uh, fixed, uh, but he's got to step it up. It's, when it's when he's healthy, he's good. Correct. He just needs to stay healthy. Right, absolutely. like, if you're not – it doesn't matter how good you are. If you can't get on the field, then you are you have no value. Right. If he's healthy, my hope is that Wilder uh, maybe 
bring tax game up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and they can they can pose a pretty good tandem and have Grady in the middle. Uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, pretty the start of a pretty good decent line if 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 everybody stays healthy. I think easily the worst move we made this offseason was trading a second round pick for Hayden Hurst. <laughs> you don't like that. I yeah, you've been saying that, that over that and over deal, and over. <laughs> and I get Hurst is mm. good. Like he's a he's t- a talented tight end. I understand that. But he only had 300 yards with Baltimore. He was their third string tight end. Right. Didn't have the production worth worth a second round pick. Now I get that he's probably going to double his production here in Atlanta. Sure. We throw the ball, and he's going to be our number one tight end. I get that. You're mm-hmm. not, but you got to look at it. You're not paying for what he's going to be with you. You're paying for what you've seen. Right. So although Hurst is probably going to double his production that he had with Baltimore here in Atlanta, he only had 300 yards. He was the third string tight end behind uh, Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle. Right. So I'm not giving up a second round pick who was Baltimore's third string tight end. I'm giving Correct. up at at most like a, a fourth round pick. Right. I'm right. not giving up a second round pick. Now I get that we have another second rounder, and that was the one we got for Mohamed Sanu, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But he's not worth a second round pick yet. Right. He hasn't had the production that worth a second round pick. That's that that was my issue with it. Right. And I get that we upgraded a fifth round pick to a fourth round pick. I don't care. That's it. Still, doesn't make the right. trade worth it. Right. And I mean, look, I'm. It would have. This would have been a fantastic trade if we traded him for a fourth round pick. Because now he will step in, be our number one tight end, and he'll be a focal point in the offense. And he would probably get around seven hundred yards and like five to seven touchdowns. And that would have been great for a fourth round pick. But we're overpaying for him. And yep. I did not like that deal at all. Right. I just, well, you know, you, you you certainly can't blame him for letting Hooper go. Uh, oh yeah, that for, was a great. I mean, deal. yeah, absolutely. He's not he's not worth ten yeah. million plus. It's unreal how much uh, uh, Cleveland paid for Hooper. I, Hooper's, yeah. Hooper's come along. He's a good player, but not he's not he's not the level player in my opinion for the money Cleveland paid. They overpaid. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we upgraded the tight end position, and I like Hurst. I mm-hmm. think he's a talented tight end. Mm-hmm. I just. With his production so far, I don't think it was worth giving up a second round pick, right. no matter what he does with us. Right. I I just think you got to look at it as if you're paying for what he you, he has shown you so far, and his production just isn't worth a second round pick. Understood. And Understood. So, yeah. I think it'll be good. I don't hate Hayden Hurst. Right. I just I think we could have got him at a better value. Yeah. 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 Second, so that's second round pick is a pretty pretty uh, pretty good currency and. It's funny if you think about it, uh, Dimitrov and Quinn, or uh, their free agent signs. Have you noticed uh, this SEC theme? Yeah. You got Wilder from uh, Florida. You got Gurley from uh, Georgia. You got uh, Treadwell from Ole Miss. Uh, and you got Hurst uh, from, um, well, that was trade, but Hurst from South Carolina. So we got an SEC theme uh, going with these uh, free agent acquisitions yeah. and trade acquisitions. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I do like how we've upgraded at nearly every position um, that we signed. So we, or not except for tight end, I still would take Austin Hooper over Hurst. Mm-hmm. Probably, but, so, yeah, uh, not for ten million dollars. So I mean, it's understandable why we let him go. Ten million dollars, Hooper's not worth that. Um, but we got a, a new tight end. Uh, we upgraded at running back. Gurley is better than Freeman. 
mm-hmm. even with his arthritis in his knee. And then we got Dante Fowler, who is better than Vic Beasley. Correct. So we we got some big upgrades. Laquan Treadwell, he hasn't been good in yeah, the pros. Yeah, he's going to be kind of a role player, but, I, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway. He'll probably step in, maybe try to um, – maybe he can step in and be our third receiver. I don't know if he can beat out – um, is Russell Cage still with us? Yeah. He's still with us. Uh, Gage, yeah, yes. Gage. Yeah, is, is, Gage? Is, is Justin Hardy still with us? Maybe it's him. Hardy's still coming Hardy along. Still? Hardy, Hardy could be the odd man out. Treadwell may ease, uh, yeah. ease Hardy out. Because uh, I tell you, Gage really, really came on last year uh, as, a, after the Sanu trade. You know, he got more and more uh, touches and in, uh, in targets and and he really came on, so keep an eye on Russell Gage. I I think he's somebody to watch out, and maybe to have a even carry that into this year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the best moves we made were cutting Freeman and cutting Trufant. We no had doubt. to do that. No it, is it Freeman? He's injury prone. Um, he's good when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. He's been good with Atlanta. He's had a few years of really good production, but. He just can't stay on the field. Unfortunately, I mean, he, he, he obviously justified the contract he got yeah. by oh, the yeah. previous two seasons, but ever since then, he's been he's been a, an injury story and can't can't yeah. seem to stay on the field. And you just can't you you gotta you gotta you know you gotta part with that. And I don't yeah you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of blowback on the Falcons for that decision as well as the Trufant decision. So yeah, well even late late in his Falcons career. Trufant started having fumbling fumble issues. Right. He was fumbling a lot. Um, I mean, I like Freeman, but we just, we had to cut him. He right. was making too much fun, too much money for him not even being on the field. So Correct. he wasn't on the field enough to be worth nine million dollars. We were paying him, and Trufant Trufant's talented. Um, he was he was really good early on with the Falcons early on in his career, but then he he had an injury where he tore. What what was his injury? Because um, he got hurt the year we went to the Super that's Bowl. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we went to the Super Bowl without him. Without him, absolutely. So uh, I'm trying to think. It was at some kind some, of some kind of tear or some kind of. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember what the spe- injury was specifically. Right. But it was in the arm. In his arm, shoulder, shoulder, upper arm yeah. injury, that kind of thing. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Um, and of course, they were able to manage without him and and make it to the Super Bowl. So. Um, Anyway, but I, you know, I don't think Trufant ever ever reached that elite level that they right. hoped he would. Um, so you know, um, you know, he 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 never reached that level that you would consider him as as one of the elite uh, defenders, uh, you know, past defenders in the in the uh, NFL. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm okay with. I'm fine with. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm ready to see these young guys. We got a lot of playing time last year, uh, Oliver and uh, Sheffield. Um, see how they progress some more this year. So yeah, the only thing that worries me is after cutting Trufant, we have Isaiah Oliver as our number one corner. Right, right, right. now. Obviously, we will address corner in the draft, mm-hmm. but for right now, he's our number one. And I don't trust him yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 had a, a very rough start last year. Uh, he had a better second half. Um, I think he uh, starting to improve. Um, and they they have a lot of confidence in him. Yeah. I mean, they they drafted him high. He he. The Falcons took him a lot higher than people would have picked him, and uh, so they they have a lot of confidence in him. and And he's he seems to be a heady kind of a player. Uh, he's a hard worker, no attitude problem. 
Uh, it's just a matter of him um, continuing to improve. Oh, he's so. very talented. He's sure. a very talented guy. He was talented in college, showed it. He's got tremendous speed, length, ball skills. He's a good corner. He just hasn't showed it yet. Right. Um, he's still coming along. Uh, he just needs to earn my trust. And then our second corner is Sheffield, who is not great. He's he's okay. He's a, he's a solid corner. Um, but like our secondary is looking kind of rough because right. we have. Isaiah Oliver and Kendall Sheffield as our corners. Then we have uh, Rico as our uh, free safety. Strong safety Keanu Neal, who's been really injury prone mm-hmm. in the last few seasons, tearing his, tearing his ACL and his Achilles. Right. I don't know what we're going to I'm, I'm, get a, I'm here. concerned yeah. about him. I'm yeah. really concerned about him. Talk about Freeman being injury prone. I'm a little concerned about Keanu Neal be, being injury prone and as well. He's a different level of injury prone because an Achilles injury and an yeah. ACL, oh, yeah. those yeah. are the like the most major injuries you can have in sports. Correct, exactly. Like, those are nothing to play with. Yeah, those yeah. kind of injuries are detrimental to a player's and career. I, I know, I know the knee was an. I think it was non-contact uh, yeah. against Philly in the season opener and. Um, was it the Achilles? Was that a non-contact injury too? Yeah, yeah. Non-contact. So both of them were non-contact injuries. Just, I believe it was non-contact. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I may be. I might. I might be wrong. Right. Right. So anyway, yeah, it's a concern, and you know, you, you get KZ, KZ uh, who I like, yeah. but we're moving him to nickel corner. Which, right. He was so good at free safety. I don't want to move him from free safety. I just don't like moving him out of his position where he bought out. Right. As uh, was he a rookie or was he? So Casey is a. Uh, he was a second year player. He's a second year player. When he, he kind of broke out That's and right. led the league in picks. Absolutely. Or maybe not led the league. He had like six interceptions. Mm-hmm. He was up. He was one of the league right. leaders in interceptions. And now we're going to move him to nickel corner. And I don't know how he's going to do in, in the, as our nickel corner. Right. Uh, but we'll see. He's a talented player. We just like our secondary is looking a little rough. Mm-hmm. We really need to address that in the draft. Yeah, you, I wouldn't. You know, be surprised. Obviously, you see him address it in the draft, and I wouldn't be surprised to uh, see him address it. Um, you know, with maybe uh, either another free agent sign signing of, yeah. of a or maybe a, a, a pickup uh, waiver wire pickup. You know, after the other teams uh, make their final cuts, I, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't doubt it if they might picked up a, a, a veteran. Uh, corner uh, just to kind of mix mix in with these guys because it's it's going to be young. It's going they're going to be very young there in the defensive defensive backfield. So yeah. So Falcons agency, we made a lot of moves. It's right now. I don't know what to make of it. Um, really, all these moves it'll depend on what they do this season. When all how all these guys produce. Um, and it could be could have could turn out to be a great free agency for us. Could could turn out to be. A awful free agency. It just really depends on what these guys do this season. Um, I'll always hate the Hurst deal, no matter what. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you, you got them at a what? A B, a B minus. I got a C plus. And you were actually, I was surprised that you were, yeah, as yeah. low as you were. But yeah. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm just being more realistic uh, with that grade than than letting my emotions take over. A lot of people are just so excited, you know, with Gurley and and. Um, and and you know, especially him. You know, yeah. they're just oh, well, kind of like their emotions get like involved. He's, he's an extremely talented. Absolutely, so, so I get that. So, uh, but anyway, we'll just kind of see how it goes. I'm, my my hope is that he'll uh, he'll get back to form yeah. and and be a big contributor. Yeah. Well, the reason I gave him a B minus is uh, I think I agree with the C plus. I went a little bit higher just because they did make some big upgrades at at positions of need. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I just know like the value of the right. signings and the trades. But yeah, um, hopefully these guys will ball out this season. I look move on to the draft. Um, who do you think the Falcons should take at sixteen? Uh, uh, realistically, realistically speaking, not I don't like don't say Akuda because because <laughs> I saw some stuff on social media today where people Falcons fans were like getting crazy right with what they wanted this to take. Yes, I I don't think he's gonna be there. No, uh, yeah, he's no. gonna be gone by that time. Um, you know, you know, as far as uh. You know, uh, an edge rusher. Um, you know, if there's if there's one out there uh, that fits their scheme, um, it, it can't you can't hurt to have another one of those guys. I I don't know if they'll go offensive line in the first round because they they did it twice last year in the first round. I, so I think they're going to be on the defensive side, um, and you know, it, they're either going to. I mean, they if an, an interior lineman. Uh, is available uh, might, that might slip back a little bit uh, and fall into their hand. They may take an interior lineman that, that's high on their on their chart, or 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 go for uh, a corner. Uh, you know, if one uh, slips back a little bit, uh, I, I don't have a problem if they if they take a cornerback or or a D lineman, whether it be interior or edge. I'm I'm fine with all of that. I, that's really I'm going to be disappointed if they don't go with one of those positions. Yeah, so there's uh, three names that have been uh, tied to the Falcons at 16. Javon Kinlaw, he's a defensive yes. tackle from South Carolina. Correct. Caleb Vonchison, he's an edge rusher from LSU. Mm-hmm. And C.J. Henderson from Florida. Right. Uh, we could also go with Christian Fulton, but Henderson has been um, – they're both corners, Fulton and Henderson, but Henderson is really – his name has come up more often than Fulton. Right. And those are all realistic options at 16. Ken Law probably won't last right. until 16 because Ken Law is a top 10 talent. Yeah, he's the one I had in mind that in case he fell on their lap into your defensive line, I, you know, it would be hard not to pick him. But yeah. if it comes down to Chase on and, and, and um, Henderson – can't go wrong with either of those guys. Yeah, Ken Law, I don't think it's unrealistic for him to fall to the Falcons mm-hmm. because um, teams, I think, there's not a lot of teams that need defensive tackle. It it looks like um, Okuda or Simmons could fall. Boy, I'd love to have a Simmons. Yeah, it, it seems like Okuda or Simmons could fall, and if that happens, uh, Jacksonville could be takers for mm-hmm. Ken Law. Um, if they decide to go Ken Law over Derek Brown, they can do that. Uh, after that, I don't know who's taking Ken Law. Right. Um, I would have maybe San Francisco to replace DeForest Buckner, who they traded yep. to the Colts. That'd they could they fit. could take Ken Law. Um, I had I had Ken Law in my go into the Buccaneers in my past couple of mock drafts, but with them uh, signing Tom Brady and re-signing uh, the Dominican Sue uh, yesterday. They're probably going to go offensive tackle, and it right. looks like, it looks like they're probably um, going to take Andrew Thomas. And so, unless Jacksonville takes Kinlaw, mm-hmm. I seriously think that we could have a chance to take Kinlaw. And Kinlaw is a beast. He's raw. He's not as he's not as good as Derek Brown right now, mm-hmm. but he's got a lot of potential. He's strong. He's got insane speed and burst off the line of scrimmage. He's a great pass rusher. He's he's a really good pass rusher. That's something that Derrick Brown isn't. Derrick Brown's more of a run stopper. And that's why a lot of people like Ken Law more than Derrick Brown. But I would love to have, have Ken Law. 
um, here in Atlanta. He he's extremely talented. Pairing him up with Grady Jarrett, that's what I want the Falcons to do. Mm-hmm. That's my my dream scenario for the Falcons, or my realistic dream scenario for the Falcons. Right, uh, Chase on, uh, he, he's good. He's raw. He's got all the tools. He's a fast. He's a speed guy. A speed rusher off the edge. Really talented. Has all the tools. Um, good technique. He just doesn't have the production. Right. So he has all the tools, but he just doesn't get to the quarterback as much as you would like him to. Correct. He only had six sacks last season. You'd like that to uh, those numbers to be a little bit higher. Um, Dick, he started coming on late in the season, especially in the playoffs against Oklahoma. He was fantastic in that game. Uh, Henderson, Henderson would fit perfectly in our system. He's a man corner. Um, he's got elite speed. Ran a four three nine at the combine. Um, has really good ball skills, so he would be good. I like Kenla or Henderson, or right. even Fulton. Fulton, I think Fulton might be better than C.J. Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people would disagree with me, but I really like Fulton. I think he's got better technique than Henderson. He's not as fast, uh, doesn't have the length, but he's got better technique, better footwork. I like I like Fulton a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I would either go with uh, Kenla or one of the two top two corners at 16. I hope that happens. Um, yeah, that would be my dream scenario for the Falcons at 16. Uh, there's been a lot of talk recently of the, the Falcons possibly trading up for Kuda or Simmons if one of them falls. Because right now it looks like Detroit is going to go with Kuda at three. It seems like Kuda is their guy at three. And unless Simmons is drafted at four by the Giants... The Giants might go offensive tackle or Simmons. If Simmons doesn't get taken at four, he can slide all the way to seven. Right. And so there's a lot of talk about um, if one of th- if one of those guys is available at seven, should the Falcons trade up for him? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Simmons, boy, I tell you what, his his ability, his talent, uh, speed, obviously speed, uh, with what he did at the combine, uh, and he, he's just versatile. I mean, you can you can Put him on the edge. You can drop him back in coverage uh, with all of his speed and talent that he has. Uh, you know, they let Devondre Campbell go. Uh, boy, how about Simmons and, and Deion Jones and, the, you know, uh, back there behind the, that D-line? That would be something to see. So, anyway, yeah, he's. I, I think I think Simmons is going to be one of the uh, top performers uh, out of the draft in the first round next year, without a doubt, if he stays healthy. Yeah, um... I, it depends on how much we give up because we have a lot of needs on defense. Uh, I think we need to stack on defensive linemen, just, just just draft a lot of defensive linemen in this draft, edge rushers and interior defensive linemen, and then we need secondary. Uh, but Simmons is just flat out incredible. I don't know how else to describe him. He's six four. He's huge. Um. And you can play him. He's he played five different positions yes, for the, for Clemson on defense. That's insane. <laughs> like he played safety. Right. He played linebacker, um, nickel corner, out outside corner, and I think he played both linebacker spots. So that would be five. That's it's not that, like that's insane. Something, that's not something you see in college or pro. It's something you see in high school when you have an elite talent, yeah. somebody that's gifted uh, physically. Uh, and good defensively in, in high school, you might see that, but you just don't see that in college. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's 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 uh, he's an elite type of player. If we were to trade up to get him, uh, which would be crazy, 
Um, we would have to give up a lot, but he's both players are worth it. Simmons, I hope we would play him at linebacker, just because he's he can play safety, but he doesn't play it at a high level or high enough level. He doesn't. If you were to draft Simmons to be a safety, he's not worth taking in the top ten, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. But at linebacker, he's worth taking top five, top right. three. This dude is an insane linebacker because he's got insane speed. Like he ran a four three. Eight at the combine, that's insane for a linebacker. Right. But right. he's got in, insane range. He can run sideline to sideline. Um, he's solid in, in coverage. Um, he's a really good pass rusher, surprisingly. But mm-hmm. you could play him on the line of scrimmage. Just have him close to the ball and just let him make plays. Correct. That's what you need to do with him because he is, he is a playmaker. Right. He's going to be really, really good at the next level. And Akuda, Akuda is, might be like, the third best player in this draft. Mm-hmm. Akuda is easily the best corner. Um, he just blows everybody else out of the water. He He's tremendous. He's got speed, uh, length. He's great. He's great in coverage. He's a good tackler, which mm-hmm. is weird. And he's got, surprisingly, he, he's got really good hit power. When he hits guys, he hits guys. Like right. He just he hits them with a lot of power. I like both guys. If we could possibly get him at seven... I say go for it mm-hmm. unless it's gonna cost you a, a, a ton of draft capital. If it's gonna just if it's gonna cost you a first and like a second round pick, I don't know if you do that. Yeah. I, I you yeah. just there's gotta be a line. Sure. Yeah, they've already given up there's that gotta second be round a limit. pick. Oh, that trade that you don't like. And uh <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah, that's a tough decision. I mean, you know, to to give that up, um you know, and to move up, it's kinda like, you know, uh they did with Julio a few years back. I mean, you you've got to hit that pick. I mean, that it has to be a no doubt type of player. It has to be a uh, a player that without a doubt is going to contribute. Can't be a question mark. So, um, but those two guys, uh, Kuda and Simmons, uh, I think you can put in that category. I, I think they're a can't they can't miss both. Of no, those they're, they're both can't miss. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. they both are going to be great. Right. If so. you have a chance, I say go for it. If if yep. either one of them are at seven, sure. I say pull the trigger. Right, um, right. Could both, happen. Could happen. They've done it before. They're, they're both. They're both better than anyone we can get at sixteen. Sure. Um, I think everyone at six. Anybody we get at sixteen has bust potential. Right. And so I'd say. Sure. We we got to make up for the seventeen draft because that twenty seventeen draft was rough. That's like we picked Duke Riley. We had mm-hmm. Tack. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a rough draft for us, especially following up on that great twenty sixteen draft. Absolutely. Um, but we gotta we gotta hit on these picks. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. All right. Um, moving on. Falcons uniforms. We're getting new uniforms. <laughs> All right. And so uh, a lot of people. I mean, we've seen some pictures, mm-hmm. and no one knows anything. No. Even even there's like one dude that keeps posting pictures. He's like, um, he 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 claims that he knows something nobody else does. I Correct. think it's full of crap. But whatever. <laughs> but like. But I'm excited about new uniforms. I'm really excited. Hopefully, we get some nice looking uniforms that are right. that are different. Right. Yeah. It. It's always an exciting thing, um, unless you're a LA Rams fan. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> With that logo that came out, but um, 
Yeah, I, I, it's a, it, new uniforms always brings excitement. It always brings a lot of intrigue. You know, they were saying on the radio, it's it's kind of interesting. The Falcons haven't even set an act. They just say sometime in April. They haven't even set an official, given an official date no. that they were going to release it. So that's even adding more to the intrigue of it all. But yeah, and, and I've heard all kind of uh, theories uh, as to which direction they're going to go. Uh, and one, one theory that I've heard is that they may have multiple uniform combinations, you know, in terms of jerseys and, and pants, uh, different color combinations and so forth. Um, I'm an old school guy. I grew up when I fell in love with the Falcons and started watching them with Steve Barkowski was the quarterback. William Andrews was the running back. Red helmets was the deal back then. I'd love to see the red helmet come back. I've seen a couple of mock-ups of, of a, a red helmet with that logo, and, and they really look good. Uh, I I don't know. I, I hear they're most likely going to stay with a black helmet, but I would love to see the red helmet return. I want a different helmet. Yeah, I, I like the black helmet, but mm-hmm. I, w- I, I either want a, um, a black and red helmet, mm-hmm. or I'd like to see a red helmet. I want to see some variation. Right. Uh, and the NFL has announced that they're possibly going to allow teams to have multiple helmets. That's correct. And if which, they do that, then that's a no-brainer. You go with the red and the black. Well, I don't understand why that hasn't been allowed. Well, I don't understand. It's the NFL. NFL's like, kind of like, so like, crazy we, uh, with their—they're so inconsistent with their rules. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at college. I mean, you got some—you know, Oregon— yeah, they have so many different uniform <laughs> you know, combinations. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's uh, silly that the NFL— uh, so focused on safety, and uh, you know, if 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 you've got it, doesn't matter if you got two different helmets if they're both right. meeting safety standards. What's the big deal? So I, yeah. I don't understand. Well, they 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 are really strict about uniforms and what players wear. Like, mm-hmm. sure, can, can, hey hey NFL, can we have fun, please? Right, right. Well, you know, they've allowed the color rush uniforms, which are to me terrible uh you know uh I, i'm not a big fan of those but they've allowed that they've they've brought in the throwback uniforms yeah. uh they've done all of these things um yeah I, it would be awesome if they would let you have a couple of helmet variations you know right. see you know the falcons have a red and a black version uh you know like the Patriots have the old Patriot hiking the ball, you know, logo instead of the uh, Elvis Patriot logo they have now, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, the Cowboys, you know, when they first came out, they had the white helmet with the blue star uh, that to go along with this. You know, it would be cool to see that, uh, yeah. you know, different variations like that. That would be the fans would really enjoy that. Yeah, I'm excited. So but, but players aren't even allowed to wear uh, custom cleats and like. Correct. And like custom gloves, right? It has like, to, yeah. I mean, I'm like, it, why? It, right? It, something, a, a a tragedy or an unfortunate situation has to come about before they'll grant somebody permission to wear, yeah. you know, something, uh, you know, yeah, the cleats crazy. or whatever. But yeah, it's, you know, I, NFL just needs to ease up on that a little bit. Uh, it works for college. Um, you know, uh, people love to see the different uniform variations, and unless you're a fan of Bama or Penn State, you know, traditional. But some of these other schools that have the different, you know, fans like that. They like to see. Yeah. Uh, they like to see that change from week to week. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the new uniforms. I hope they look good. Um, I think they will. I, I, don't I think, think they will. I don't think uh, Arthur Blank. You know, he's he's got his uh, hands on this and uh, from the day one. So I don't think Arthur uh, is going to let this be a disappointment. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Moving on to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. 
Um, are you are you excited about the Hawks' future? I am actually. I uh, you know I'm, I'm a little disappointed that uh, they. Um, of course, you know a lot of it had to do with John Collins' suspension. I was real disappointed in that. Um, you know that put them behind the eight ball right out, yeah. out of the out of the gate. Um, so I am disappointed that their record up to this point this season was uh, not where uh, we really had expected it. We kind of expected them maybe to challenge for a, maybe a eighth seed or a seventh seed, but for the playoffs. But uh, overall, I'm excited. Um, I, I you know they're young and they're going to get younger. Um, you know, and uh, I, I like the Clint Capella acquisition, having him in the middle. I think that was a good move. He needs to get healthy. Obviously, he's got that plantar fasciitis situation. And yeah. and uh, uh, I guess, you know, I don't think that Clint was going to come back and play. I, you know, they kept on pushing his return back from a week to, you know, week to week, saying oh, it's going to be another week. But I, th- I think they're to- right before the- they suspended the season. I-, I I think most people were thinking that he was not going to come back at all because he needs all summer to get yeah. that that foot healed, and so he doesn't have any setbacks. But having him uh, in the middle, uh, it's going to eat. You know, that's going to be real helpful to John Collins. Allow him to play his power forward position. Um, they just got a lot of a lot of young talent, and uh, you know, getting another year uh, behind them. Uh, I think next season, you know, they they got a good chance to get a top pick in the lottery, uh, and possibly hit on that one uh, along with Capella coming in next year. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting time to be a Hawks fan. I think they're going to be kind of on their rise starting next year. Yeah, I'm excited for what the Falcons can do can do to their roster. We have a lot of young guys. We have picks. Um, we have a lot of money to spend in free agency. I'm excited about that. I'm a little worried about on the court. Um, Lloyd Pierce, I don't love him. Um, I think he he made some like they're at the end of the game. Sometimes he would have he would sit Trey Young for defensive possessions, mm-hmm. and it would just screw us up. And then we would have to have a possession with Trey Young off the court on Correct. offense, and then it would just ruin everything. It was very costly. Like, yeah, it was just costly. And I get that Trey Young is not a good defender, um, but that you got to keep Trey Young on the court. I'm yeah. sorry, you just have to. Um, I didn't like that. I, I I actually wanted to see Cam Reddish start a little more. I wanted to see him get some start some starting minutes. Um, he came off the bench. He played really well at the end of the season. Oh yeah, Cam before. was really coming on strong yeah. when the, they suspended the season. Um, his his jump shot was really uh, coming back. He he was his jump shot was just terrible starting off the season. He he just couldn't couldn't hit, hit a yeah. buy a shot, and and that was his strong point at, at Duke. His freshman year, at Duke was a, he was a good shooter from the outside. He just struggled with it, and, I, and that can happen. I mean, when you get off to a slow start and you're a rookie, there's a lot of pressure, and your jump shot, you know, it can start getting in your head a little bit. And I, and I think once he kind of got settled in. They got more comfortable with the NBA and the NBA schedule and the, and the pace of play, uh, and, and it got more comfortable with the Hawks system. I think you started seeing it um, here after the All Star break, uh, and especially on the defensive side. Oh, I mean, Cam man. Cam had some highlight video defensive plays, uh, and and if you if you're going to have a highlight uh, film of Hawks defensive play for this year, it's going to be Cam. It's going to be very short. And Cam is going to probably be in most of the uh, most of the action. So I, I was real impressed to see that. I'm excited to see uh, him, you know, continue to develop. That he's he he's got the great body for uh, NBA players. He's got the length. He's got the wingspan. Uh, he's his uh, defensive play is going to really 
uh, bring him on, and uh, I, I think he's got a lot of upside. Yeah, um, the one thing I'm worried about is our defense, which is, um, I mean, it, I knew it wasn't going to be great, but I expected more from guys like DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter and Collins. And one, and I like the moves, like getting Capella and um, Dwayne Dedman, getting those guys, mm-hmm. they're going to help out our defense, especially our rim protection. It's going to sure. be a whole lot better. Absolutely. Um, like, we actually have rim protectors. It, right. We haven't had that in years. Right. Um, and so we have those guys. Collins showed a little bit of improvement on the defensive end. Uh, I want to I want to see him take that next step because he's a top one hundred player, but I don't know if he's top fifty. Mm-hmm. And I think for him to take that next step, he's got to improve as a three point shooter and he's got to improve his defense. Right. Because uh, he he's very talented. He's athletic. He's a great rebounder and he mm-hmm. can score off pick and rolls like nobody else. But he's got to improve his game a little bit, improve his three point shooting and his rim protection. Mm-hmm. Uh. But Hunter was not good defensively, mm-hmm. which makes zero sense because mm-hmm. he was. Like one of the best perimeter defenders coming out of the draft last mm-hmm. year, right? And which is why he was drafted so high, because right. he's not great offensively or wasn't in college, and um, but his defense was so strong that was such a that was such, such a big strength of his, mm-hmm. and he kind of struggled deep on that on that end of the court last season. So I want to see him improve on that. Herder, he was injury prone last season, had a lot of injuries. Yep. Um, yep. he he had a good second half of the season. But he just had a lot of injuries, and um, and Trey Young, as good as he is offensively, he's one of the best offensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. He's the worst defender I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's like it's not a stretch to say that. Like, right. I mean, it's, it yeah, is, it's it, it is, it yeah. is what it is, right. and, and it doesn't even have to do with effort. Right, it's not like he just doesn't try. He legitimately just doesn't know how to play defense, and right. he's got a very low defensive IQ, and that's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And he's never going to be a great defender. He's never going to be average. He's always going to be below average. Right. Uh, and part of that is because of his size. Like he's he's six feet tall. He's like on a good day, mm-hmm. and he's very small. Right. Um, so he'll never be a good defender, and I don't expect him to be a good defender. He just he was so bad. His net rating was negative five, and what that means, and that's your offensive rating and your defensive rating combined. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his offensive rating was so high, uh, which is why it's so um, concerning that it that his net rating was a negative five, because that means that he was so poor on the defensive end that he just totally wiped out his offensive production. Right. So that's worry that 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 it's a cause for concern for me. I think it'll. It could possibly get better. Um, I don't expect it to. I think it could, maybe with some good coaching. But that, but our our team defense is something that really, really worried me this season. Yeah, well, and I, and I, I've always, in course, I, you know, I played basketball in high school, and and um, you know, defense uh, is it, it it's it, a lot of it is. Uh, you know your desire and, oh, yeah, and, and, yeah. and a lot of want to you got to want to to play good defense uh there, there's no excuse for anybody on the professional level to not be good defensively because they have the physical ability to stay in front of your guy you know to to you know to have that talent to be able to convert yourself to a good defensive player. Everybody should be able to do that in the NBA. It's just a matter of does a guy want to commit himself to that side of the ball or does he want to focus 
the offensive side of the ball that gets gets you paid the big bucks. So, but I just always felt that defense in basketball is a mindset. It, it's a mental uh, thing, and and you've got to have your you you've got to buy in to being a good defender. Um, because if you've made it to the professional level, you got the physical ability to be a good defender. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no 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 excuse not to. So that's. They just got to focus on that. And I, you know, the thing with Capella and Deadman coming back next year, they got help in the middle now. Right. And I don't know, you know, psychologically, uh, is that, is that going to help you be a, a good perimeter defender? Because you're like, well, oh, if I let my guy get by, I got some help behind me. So right. I don't know if that, you know, they're, they're going to have to overcome that uh feeling to be able to feel lax because you got some help behind you now right uh so you got to go overcome that and s- still uh you know put your put put your mind to it that you're going to be an elite defender and, and yeah. uh, or at least improve from where you are now and they, and you're right uh most of these hawks players uh need to improve that part of their game and if they right. do um that's going to mean a lot a, a few more wins uh, in, the, in the win column yeah. without even Mentioning the offensive side, and they, and they've showed uh, their uh, capability this year. Uh, they, they've put up some big numbers in some games this year. Uh, they don't have a problem putting the ball in the hole. Yeah, we're gonna we're fine offensively. Yeah. and like ninety percent of defense is effort. Correct. Ninety percent, absolutely, it's effort, it's effort, effort, mindset. Now, absolutely. obviously, some guys are better built to mm-hmm. be a, to be a good defender, right. like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has huge hands and a huge wingspan. But ninety percent of defense is effort. Right. If you put in the effort, you're gonna be fine. Right. Um, and I, I honestly don't think that's. I don't think Trey is purposely just not trying on the defensive mm-hmm. end. I think he just doesn't have the defensive IQ. He just not. He just doesn't have the IQ on the defensive end. Like there's too many times last season where he was having lapses. He 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 his eyes were locked in on the ball, and guys were just getting easy right. baskets, cutting while he wasn't paying attention. That happened too many times. Um, I don't know if it ever gets better. I hope it does. And I don't think it's. I don't think he's the main reason why our defense is so bad. Um, I think it's a big reason, just because he, he he's such a negative on that end of the court. Um, but. Like collectively, we had a lot of guys that just sure. that, that are good defenders that sure. weren't last year. Right, right. Um, and so well, we I think I think you're going to see like Hunter, for example. Hunter I mean, needs that, to take that, a that's step his, up. That's his forte, and uh, so I, I I think you'll see him have a comeback season. Yeah. From the defensive side, uh, now that he's got his uh, rookie year in. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, like I said that that's something that. You know, Pierce is gonna and his staff are gonna have to focus on right um, uh, coming up. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited because we have so many young guys with a lot of potential. Sure. We have money to spend in free agency, Absolutely. like like not in this upcoming free agency, but because uh, the class this year, the free agency class isn't that great. But next year, mm-hmm. when it's like Giannis, Kawhi, oh, we we can make a big pickup. Well, you you got to be concerned. You got to that you've got to uh, see the Hawks progress into a playoff team next yeah. year. Oh yeah. And and continue to move their way up or or else you're gonna have a hard time getting Trey Young to yeah. stay in Atlanta. Oh yeah. Well, Trey I, Trey wants to win like everybody else does and, and if 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 you're going into the last year of his rookie deal and you you haven't uh you're not in, you're not a playoff contender, uh he, he might be looking elsewhere where he can win some yep. playoff games. That's what worries me a little bit. That that's why I um because the Hawks are a, a, a solid team. We, our record doesn't reflect that, but we have the pieces. We have everything here. Uh, but what worries me is that we continue to underachieve 
and I'm afraid that it's going to hurt us in free agency, and we're going to have to try to keep Trey Young in Atlanta. If we're, if we're mm-hmm. in this position two years from now, he's bailing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to stay. Correct, absolutely. That's that's a big concern. But I'm I'm confident uh, they'll they'll get it going in the right direction next year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with like I said, with the Capella trade, having Deadman in there, they're going to have some help. John Collins will be back in his natural position. Hopefully, nobody's going to start the season on the suspension list, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll get off to a much better start. All right, Anthony Edwards is one of the biggest names in the draft this year. Play, uh, played at Georgia this year's freshman season. Uh, he was good. Uh, you're a Georgia fan, so you watch mm-hmm. a lot of Georgia games. Uh, do you think he's worth the number one pick? Uh, you know, I've, I've watched a handful of games this year, mainly because I was interested in seeing him from a talent standpoint. Uh, I saw some moments where Anthony Edwards was uh, hands down the most impressive uh, college basketball player I saw this year. I saw some moments where he disappeared in games and uh, was just average uh, and and had some struggle. Um, So with that being said, um, it's kind of like I was mentioning earlier with Cam Rich, they use the term upside. Uh, Anthony Edwards' upside is is off the chart. And – when you see those moments where he just uh, amazes with his talent and uh, and what he can do with the basketball, uh, that's just gonna that's gonna should be getting better and better. When he, once he gets to the next level in the NBA, that is just gonna probably yeah. improve, improve, improve with the level of competition. And uh, so, with that being said, with with the type of upside he has, yeah, you can justify him being a number one pick. Um, um, you know, it, it he but. You know, it was, it was a struggle for the entire team this year. Uh, it was a disappointing year for Georgia basketball. I think there was a lot of high hopes, mainly because, you know, you got a, a superstar uh, coming to Georgia that's a football school, and you got, a, like, one of the top players in the country in high school coming to play basketball there. That was a big surprise. Uh, and you really wanted to take advantage of it because you knew he was going to be just be there for one year. Right. It was a very uh, frustrating and disappointing season. For the Georgia team, and I, and I think if they had had more wins, I think Edwards' play overall would have been better. I think he kind of would kind of play to the level of his teammates in certain games uh, when it was disappointing. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I I don't I couldn't I mean if the Hawks win the lottery, okay, if the Hawks get the first pick, I'd love to see them pick Anthony yeah. Edwards because uh, I, I I think he he's got the capability of being a a, a, a guy that fans are going to paid it to pay prime prime money for a ticket to come see play now uh, um is he worth the number one pick easy quick answer yes 100 he is extremely talented um he's incredible offensively uh, i still i would he's great offensively i want to see him improve his um ability to score in all three levels because he's mm-hmm. a really good finisher. He's crafty. He's an a, just a supremely talented athlete. Um, yeah, he can that, jump that, out of the gym. Right. That was one of the things that I think was most uh, frustrating when watching me. He he settled for the outside shot too much. Yes, I was just about to say that's mm-hmm. one thing I've noticed because I'm starting to watch some of these some of these guys preparing for the NBA draft. That's one thing. He's too trigger happy with the three with the three point yep. shot, and he can. He's a really good shooter, right? But that's that. He he's way too trigger happy from outside, 
And I I would just like to see him develop his skill set offensively. Because, um, he, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of dribble moves. Um, he doesn't have a, a really, a, he has a go-to move, and that's really the step, like he steps back, mm-hmm. uh, dribble pull-ups, those are really his go-to moves. But I'd like to see him be able to create his shot, go inside and shoot mid-range jumpers. I know the mid-range shot is kind of dying in the NBA, right. Right. Uh, but I think that would just make him a lethal offensive weapon right. at the next level. Well, that I was want... what, that's what Jordan was so good at. Jordan, yeah. the, it, it, Jordan was money with a mid-range shot. Uh, he wasn't a three pointer, but he was money with a three with a mid range shot, right? And uh, and of course he could go the hole like any anybody. And so uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. He, he but he will develop. He's young. oh yeah, yeah. You but remember, he's one year out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a rough situation because he he didn't really have any other good teammates. Nope, he was playing with a bunch of guys that just. Like just flat out, being honest, weren't that good. They, they were the freshman heavy team this year, uh, and nobody in his stratosphere uh, yeah. around him uh, that was you know there was a freshman that had his level of talent. Yeah, and a, yeah. I'd like to see him improve as a passer. Um, cause, uh, unless you're if you're not versatile, um, it's going to be hard for you to succeed at the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's, it's going to be hard for you to be elite mm-hmm. at the next level. He's a great scorer, mm-hmm. um, and he's really good um, as an off-ball defender. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him improve as an on-ball defender and as a passer. Mm-hmm. If he improves in those two areas, mm-hmm. sky's the limit for him. And you see, there were glimpses of his passing ability. Right, uh, there were there were some glimpses. You, you, there you there definitely glimpses were. There uh, definitely so were. So he definitely has the ability to find he the other guy. Yes. Yeah, I just like to see it. Um, <laughs> Because there were some, some plays where he would try to force things. He would have open teammates, and he would have, like, three defenders coming at him. Right. And he would make the shot, but the best play or the right decision right. at that moment would be to give it off right. to pass it to a, an open teammate. Right. Uh, but there were definitely some glimpses where he showed mm-hmm. off his passing ability. Um, I think he's a really good player. I don't know if he's the best player in the draft. I just haven't watched enough of these guys. Right. Uh, but he's high up there. Like right. his, He's such a good shot maker. And he's really good. He's athletic. Just it's just a weird, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and it's kind of a strange thing, you know, talking about the lottery in the NBA. You know, a lot of times, a couple of guys in the tournament find themselves playing themselves into the lottery just by what they do in the tournament because they get everybody's eyes are on the tournament and they get more exposure. You're not going to have that. Yeah, year. that's one thing that's so weird, and it's going to hurt Lamelo Ball. Yep. Because Lamella Ball is not going to be able to do interviews. And a lot of teams are wondering, is his father going to be an issue? Yeah, absolutely. LeVar Ball is, is loud, and he talks a lot to the media, and he's got microphones in his face all mm-hmm. the time. And so he, he's a distraction. And so that's one thing that sucks with this whole coronavirus situation is Lamella Ball is a talented player. But he he might fall a little bit just because of his dad. And so that really stinks. But yeah. Um, having the tur- not having the tournament this year is going to hurt guys. Some and it might even help some guys. Some guys mm-hmm. might have really hurt their draft stock. Yeah. Well, this get you know Obi Toppin for example. Yeah. Uh, who it's kind of funny. Somebody I saw them make the comparison, and when you watch him, you see Amari Stoudemire. Uh, the, he's got the body. He's got the 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 style that Amari Stoudemire had when he played. I'm not saying he's going to be another Amari Stoudemire, but. Right. Obi Toppin was going to be on a team that was probably going to be a number one seed, Dayton Flyers, and he was going to get some big time exposure in that tournament. And you know, some people that don't really watch college, there's a lot of people like me that don't watch college basketball a lot. That we're waiting for the tournament, right. uh, and then we focus in and we start 
learning these guys in the tournament. We didn't have that this year. So there's a lot of people that are kind of, you know, watch college basketball. It might not be, uh, you know, know all about it, but right. really kind of focus on the tournament to start learn. you know, that we just don't have that this year. And it's, it's just strange. It's yeah. really strange. It's, yeah. It's, it's just such a weird situation we're in right now. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, I like him a lot. Um, he's probably, to be honest, probably not going to be number one on my board this year. Uh, but he's a really good player. Who do you have on your no. No, right, well, right now it's him. Okay. Because I've watched two guys. I've watched him and Lamella Ball. Okay. And so. All right. Uh, but I I've heard some good things about this dude from USC. His name is Onyeka. Uh, I don't know his last name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. But I've heard some good things about him. I'm excited to watch him. But right now it's Anthony Edwards. But I've mm-hmm. watched literally two players. Yep. So I I can't give you. Yep. A good answer. Yeah, college basketball's been, I mean... <laughs> well, this is a weak class. It is. So, it is. like, he might end up. I'm just right. assuming that there, there's someone that's going to have a a more um, a full skill set. Yes. Um, and that I'll probably fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's Edwards. It's number one on my board. But right. I just haven't watched enough. Absolutely. So. I'll get in there. Like as soon as the NFL draft is over, I'm going right in. <laughs> Shift over to the uh, and I'm NBA watching draft. All this yeah, Anthony Edwards is really good. He's just flat out incredible. All right, I'm closing out the podcast. We're talking about the Braves. I'm super excited. I know uh, the baseball season got moved back. It's been postponed, uh, but the Braves have one of the best free agencies um, out of all the teams. Had one of the best off off seasons. Um, what are the Braves' chances to win the World Series? Do you think? Well, uh, I I think it all depends. Uh, I think they're they're starting nine or you know starting eight, not including the guy on the on the pitching mound is uh, is solid. Uh, you know, I, I wish their their position at catcher uh, their catcher situation was maybe a little stronger, but I think Travis Darno is going to be a, a a surprise signing. I, th- I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised at what he brings to the table, uh, defensively and offensively. Um, and he's a good clubhouse guy. Um, uh, as far as, uh, the Marcelo Zuna, I, I thought that was a, a fantastic signing. Uh, you know, obviously Josh Donaldson, uh, was getting paid a ton of money. I can't disagree with them not trying to match Minnesota with that money for Donaldson, uh, uh, you know, committing to that long a period of time at his age. Um, I think Marcelo Zuna can give you the same numbers that Donaldson gave you last year if he stays healthy and 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 plays up to his uh, capability, uh, and then that leaves you with the you know the 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 main question with the Braves is their bullpen solid. They they uh, they started rebuilding that bullpen at the trade deadline last year. Uh, they signed Will Smith in the off season to uh, to add more depth to that bullpen. And their bullpen's going to be solid. That was a question mark coming out of spring training last year. It's not this year. Starting rotation is going to name, uh, be the name of the game for the Braves. It's going to determine how far they can go. Uh, I definitely think they, they should win the division. I think they'll be favorites. I know the Nationals won the World Series, but the Nationals uh, lost some talent. Rendon, you know, uh, went to the Angels. Uh, so they're missing a big piece of their puzzle. Uh, and so I think, I think the Braves should be favored to win the division as far as making it the World Series and win the World Series. Their starting rotation is going to determine that. They've got a lot of young talent in that starting rotation. Uh, they signed Cole Hamels for a one-year deal at, with a lot of money, and he hurt himself uh, training during the offseason. 
this postponement might allow him to kind of start when the season starts. Uh, otherwise, they were going to be without him. Uh, you know, he's going to anchor that rotation, but as far as being a veteran only, but uh, the anchor of that rotation is Mike Soroka. Right. Uh, and, and, and then uh, Max Freed was really coming along strong. So you, and, and then Sean Newcomb's fighting for a spot. And then you got King Felix. Felix, King, uh, Felix Hernandez was really showing out in spring training and uh, showing, you know, he doesn't throw as hard as he used to, but, man, he's crafty and he's he's a veteran and he wants to win. So uh, they got the, the – the capability of having a pretty solid rotation and that's the pitching rotation starting rotation is going to determine how far they go yeah i definitely think we have the roster to contend we have a really good lineup our our pitching staff got really improved over the uh when the moves we made over the offseason and during the season last year what sucks is that the dodgers just got exponentially better in the offseason right. with the trade trading for for uh, Mookie, Mookie Betts. Yeah. So that's going to be it's going to be hard to get to the World Series. I definitely think uh we have the a good enough roster mm-hmm. um to to get there and win it. It's going to be very difficult with the dodgers in our way. Uh, I, I but we I think we're we're uh contenders with our roster. It's it's good enough to contend. But we do have that giant in our way. I think in you, Los uh, you were pointing out uh, the third base situation with the yeah. Braves. Um, who, who do you think? I don't know. Camargo or Riley? Probably Riley. I don't think Camargo was consistent enough at the plate. Right. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Austin Riley fan. I've been an Austin Riley fan since they drafted him. Since we went up there and watched him play at, at, at Rome Braves uh, at, at State Mutual Stadium in Rome, uh, seeing that kid come out on the on deck circle, we we had some good seats, and the, the kid's just a big kid, yeah. strong kid, and and he can he's a thumper with that bat. I mean, he can really gives you some power. Uh, I, he came to spring training this year. Camargo did too. Yeah, uh, Camargo lost some weight and was in much better physical condition. Uh, Austin Riley had worked with a batting uh, instructor in the offseason to cut down on strikeouts and swing and misses. Both of them had a fantastic spring. Uh, that was going to be a real tough decision by Brian Snitker at the end of the uh, spring training as to who was going to be the starter. I'd love to. I I just love to see Riley get the start because of the power he provides. I think Camargo is a fantastic utility type player, but my my. Concern with Camargo is Camargo didn't, you know, he came in thinking he was going to be a third baseman last year. They signed Josh Donaldson. Camargo kind of pouted about it in a way. I mean, it wasn't, you didn't see it openly, but, but he let it affect his season. Uh, He he got, he was out of shape when he came to spring training. Uh, Wasn't in the shape he was this year uh, in his, in his play. Wasn't near as good. And I think emotionally, he he was dejected over not getting the starting job and just didn't didn't handle the uh, yeah. uh, utility role very well. I don't know if he would uh, be more open to that again if he doesn't win the job at third base. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect Riley to win it. Um, mm. Well, third base is his natural position. He played out right. last season because Donaldson was right so good at third. Like Donaldson was a top fifty player right at third base. He was incredible. Um, but I, I expect Riley to win the to uh, win the starting job at third base. Um, yeah, Camargo just had a really rough season last year. He did, and, and um, like really I said, I think season. a lot of it was mentally uh, more so than anything else about you know thinking he was going to have the third base job, and and uh, Josh Donaldson comes along. 
so anyway, but he credit to him. He came to spring training ready to ready for the battle for the third base job, and and he and Riley were just neck and neck. They were both performing highly in spring training. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to be in good shape at third base. Either one, yeah. either one. Absolutely. So uh, Azuna, he's an outfielder, right? He's, he's left an outfielder, correct? Outfielder, so. One one year deal, one year contract, eighteen million, right? Yep. One year deal, just like kind of like Donaldson's deal last year. One year right. deal, and that's going to give uh, Drew Waters and Christian Pache time to finish simmering in in Triple A this yeah, year, and they're going to be ready to roll. Those are two talented kids. You're going to see an outfield if these either of these guys doesn't get traded. You're going to see an outfield of Acuna, Drew Waters, and Christian Pache. All three of those guys are center field type. Uh, outfielders you'll never see a ball hardly ever get in the gap uh and all three of those guys get they can just flat out play so it's going to be exciting for years to come with the Braves with the young talent they have I have two questions to end the podcast who's more likely to win MVP Acuna or Freddie oh man um you know that's that's a tough one um and Freddie's just so consistent you know what you're going to get uh, Acuna is just so talented uh he's one of the most talented um players in all of baseball um, you know, Acuna is kind of, he mentioned the fact, uh, uh, and you know, they, he was close to getting 40, 40 last year, 40 right. home runs, 40 stolen bases. They were bringing up the fact 50, 50, of course, it's not going to happen no, this no. year. 50, 50, has it ever been accomplished? Never been done. Never yeah, been done. Okay. So, uh, and, and if he hadn't gotten hurt at the end of last year, he would have gotten the stolen bases that he needed to get 40, 40. They were holding him back, uh, to make sure he was healthy for the playoffs. He would have gotten this past year. There was thought he mentioned you know a fifty fifty year one year which I can see it happening for him. Uh, he's got the ability to do that. He's got the ability. It's just so hard to yeah like, to just th- to it's hard to for to like think of that being a realistic possibility right. just because it's never happened before. Absolutely. And so with things that have never happened before, it's kind of hard to right. like oh yeah that's gonna happen. Yep. Well, Acuna is definitely an MVP waiting to happen. Uh, you know he's got one of those uh, coming coming. Down the road, uh, Freddie, uh, you know, Freddie's your MVP type guy as far as consistency and, and uh, you know, what he brings every every day to the ballpark. He wants to play every day, uh, and he's got a great uh, mindset, uh, great uh, with his teammates. Uh, but that's a tough question. I mean, Acuna comes out next year with a full season and puts up 50-50. Uh, you don't have a chance to beat right. him out for MVP, and he's got that ability, um, you know, more so than other players do. So that's that's a tough call. I would say Acuna and Freddie, and that's like I have so much respect for Freddie. He's so consistent, like you right. said, and he's such a good uh, – he's such a good fir- first baseman. He's so good defensively. Um, he's so consistent at the plate, but Acuna, um, with what he's already shown, what he what he's shown already, it's just it's an explosion waiting to happen. Yes. Um, and I don't even think he's come close to what he could be. No, no, because he, he's he, last year he struck out a lot. He did have a high number of strikeouts, right? And um, he was still coming on coming along defensively, right? And so, um. He he's a good outfielder, but he can improve a little mm-hmm. bit if he gets better defensively mm-hmm. and he cuts down on the strikeouts. Like right. the right. sky's the limit for him. You know, so I think I think I think the answer would be Acuna, but I think it's close. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, it, it, it's 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 a good thing when you're the team that you're following uh, has a couple of MVP candidates uh, oh, yeah. in your starting lineup, and 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 that's what the Braves have, uh, and a lot of help around them. So it's I, um, gonna be a good year. Yeah, definitely. 
Who will be the most improved? The most improved brave this season. Most improved brave. Um, wow, that's a good. That's wow, that's a good uh, question. Um, you know, um, I would. You know, I got a couple of names for you. I I I think Max Freed is going to really, really step it up this year. He was coming along last year. I mean, he's going to really step up this completely, year. Completely, completely agree. And, and, and the other one, you're going to think this is kind of strange. Until he got hurt, mid, middle of the season, hurt his foot, Dansby Sponson was really having a breakout year. Could have been argued that he, he could have made the All-Star team. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Swanson has the ability to really uh, show out uh, – uh, this year, uh, you know, if he picks up where he started out last, just beginning of the year before he got injured, that just kind of really threw his timing off. But keep an eye on Dansby. Uh, yeah. You know, he he's he's a guy that can he's he's kind of a secret weapon. Uh, he's a he's kind of a leader out there. He plays hard every day. He's a good defender, uh, and if he can he can put together a good offensive year, um, you know, he he could really uh, be be the gl- some glue around that other talent they have. Yeah, uh, the first name that came that came to mind when I came up with this question was Dansby, uh, but I dismissed him just because he improved so much last year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he was playing at all star level in the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah, he's Chipper, playing so well. He got with Chipper during the off season before last year. He and Chipper Jones sat down, and Chipper uh, uh, was kind of uh, asking him what kind of a, a hitter he wanted to be. Did he want to pull everything and try to hit home runs? Or did he want to? Hit more for average and drive runs in, and and Dansby, you know, said, "Hey, I want to be more more all around hitter." And so Chipper got him to start taking driving the ball to the you know opposite field and all that, change his swing a little bit, be able to go with the ball, pitch a little bit better. And and you saw that coming out of the beginning of the season last year, and up until he injured that that foot and was out for about a month, yeah, through his time and off, he was really putting together an all star type year. Uh, and I just hope, hope he's got keeps that mindset from the offensive side going into this season when it right. starts. Uh, I'd also you mentioned Max Fried, and I agree with that. I'm saying I can see Austin Riley improving. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if, if if playing at his natural position, yes. which is third base, he's playing there now. Yes, I think he can be improved, yeah. and and he'll get better at the plate. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of his. Always have been. He's like I said, he is just. Um, he's got so much power in that swing, and and if he cuts down those strikeouts like he was showing in spring training. Yeah. He'll surprise you with how how uh, nifty he is at third base. He's he's pretty quick. Uh, I saw him make a couple of plays in spring training. We had to come in on a slow dribbler and and barehand it and throw it like Donaldson would do that. Like it was he was in his sleep doing it. Yeah. Uh, saw Riley do that a couple of times, and I was like, oh, wow, people are going to be surprised about how good defensively uh, Riley is. Going to surprise people because you see that big. Hulky, big, strong oh, guy yeah. out there. You don't think he's nimble on defense, but he, I think he's going to give you some good defense at third. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I definitely think he's going to improve a lot. Um, I'm so excited for this season. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited because we got a really, really good team. Yeah, it just hopefully we can get around this, uh, get around the corner here and uh, be able to get some get get the uh, spring training going. I, right now they're saying maybe start it by the first of June. Maybe the season will start. Maybe have. Uh, uh, abbre- abbreviated spring training in May yeah. um, and start in June. Um, so I just I, people are gonna be hungry for baseball by that time. I'm hope I I think best case scenario would start everything back in the summer. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think probably most realistic is like in the fall, right? Like or or late summer, like in August maybe. Right, right. But 
Well, they're talking about, you know, the baseball, if they extend the season into November, uh, you're going to probably have the playoffs and World Series playing in neutral sites because of the weather. You know, if you have teams that are in, the, you know, like the Twins, for example, right. open air stadium in Minnesota, you can't be playing baseball in November uh, up there, you know, uh, without worrying about weather conditions. So right. you may have situations where they're maybe playing the playoffs and World Series and neutral sites, if unless it's the Dodgers or the Braves or yeah. something like that. So Yeah. Yep. All right, this is fun. Thank you for coming on. That hey, man. Was, that, that was an awesome podcast. Well, That's good. like legitimately one of the best we've done. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I appreciate now, you. Appreciate you having your old dad here. And I'm, pr- I'm proud of you guys uh, for what you're doing. And uh, you keep up good work. Now, have me on again sometime. I enjoy no, it. No, we're definitely having you on again. That was that was a great pod. But yeah, thank you. So uh, that's it for us today. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. If you want to see more content from us here at The Wire, check out our website at thewiresports.com. We have uh, articles on there. We have this podcast. We have videos. I think I recently uploaded a video yesterday about Cam Newton and who's on Cam Newton. So go check that out. That's on our YouTube channel uh, at The Wire. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have for y'all guys. We'll see y'all. Thank <laughs> you.